What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, January 27th, 2020, a date that will live in infamy. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. How's it going, Greg? Oh, Blessing! <laughs> Just a normal Monday for Greg Miller. Oh, yeah. Waking up, oh my goddamn dreams coming true, ladies and gentlemen. Did something happen? You don't even need to wait for the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. 782 days after we last saw it, Patapon 2 PlayStation 4 arrives Thursday, January 30th for $14.99. A good price. That's I mean it was twenty bucks when it came out on PS3 back in the day. Now or uh, PSP back in the mm. day. Now of course, 4K trophies. You assume? You assume? Yeah, I, I, they're not on Exophase yet. I've been checking. I've been checking frantic. Let me. This is it. impressive. Oh, the mission accomplishment yeah. in the background. I was not expecting this when I walked in here this morning. You know what? Bless again. Once in a lifetime, I would say a franchise comes around for us that defines us. You know what I mean? <laughs> for you, clearly Apex. Is Legends. this shit? What is this? This is rosé champagne. Oh God! You it know is. What I mean? It's 10 a.m. on a Monday. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. Blessing and I are on like nine shows today. And did I get a second bottle of champagne for PS I Love You oh. XOXO? Yes, I did. And then when I opened the fridge, did I discover there's like 900 champagne bottles oh, in there still God. from New Year's? I drove yes, here. I did. You ain't driving home. I'll tell you that right now. Patapon 2, PlayStation 4. They're not calling it Patapon 2. Remastered, everybody. Is real. Uh it, let's take a trip down memory lane. You know what I mean? Just for S's and G's, as the kids say, right, Barrett? That's what the kids say? I don't know. Because they don't curse anymore, right? S's and G's. Oh, okay. shits and giggles. No, I thought oh, they don't curse oh, anymore. Oh, my God. I'm we sorry. We're going clean. This is oh. the first podcast of Kind of Funny New Clean Days. No. Uh, believe it or not, April 27th, 2009. All right? First off, I can't do the math, but the 27th, that's, today's the 27th, January, right? So it's all, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about that when you do the math. Of 11 years, but it's not the full-blown 11 years. You know what I mean? But think about that. Somebody do the math. It's almost there. It's like three short. On top of that, this is, and I'm reading from an unbiased review at IGN.com. Uh, IGN.com gave it, of course, a 9.5 out of 10. Wait, who, Very re- good who reviewed that? I don't know. It's lost into the ages who reviewed it. No a 9.5? That's a high score. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be king. You know what I'm saying? Are we cheersing? Mm. To Patapon 2. You know what I mean? Finally here. Paving the way for Patapon 3. God, it's very early. I mean, it's not very early, but it's early for this. Anyways, IGN.com. April 27, 2009. My birthday. My birthday, everyone. Which I didn't even realize whenever whoever wrote this review posted this review. (coughs) I'm so excited. I can't drink right. Patapon 2 is more engaging and makes you use all of your classes. It's easier to customize because of the control the evolution tree gives you over your army. It's more transparent thanks to its tip screen and item exchanging minigames. It's more well-rounded because of the multiplayer options, and it's just an all-around awesome game. If someone had only played the first few missions or glanced at some screens, I can understand why he or she would write the game off as a clone. But this experience is so much deeper than the original that you really can't fault it for looking like its brother. Fans of the last game should have no apprehension about picking this game up, while noobs should climb aboard and be thankful for the explanations and demos that are, they get this time around. Back in 2008, I said that Patapon was the greatest game on the PSP. This year, that torch has been passed to Patapon 2. Some good writing, too. I mean, a few too many sentences in the front. I don't know why this writer decided to put, like, nine, five different, like, this, 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 this. And finally, it should have just been a rule of three thing. But I did search the article Ooh. just on the off chance that this <laughs> to check if this thing was written by somebody who wasn't Greg Miller. Huh. <laughs> Turns out it's written by Greg Miller. Oh, that's Back shocking. In you know wow. I mean? you know, I always a 9.5? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Holy crap. This Peace Walker of scores, they call it. The Peace Walker. Wait, you did get Peace Walker in 9.5, yes. too, didn't you? And I, and now, I, was, I, this, was this back during the 20-point scale, or was this... A hundred point scale. Two thousand eight, nine. This is two thousand nine. We said right. Can't even read my own notes. I'm already drunk. Yeah, it's updated two thousand twelve. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what happened there. We, this argument happens every time we talk about reviews lately. Somebody nanobiologist will correct me. I don't remember how. It doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. This one I stand by the nine five. Really? Yeah. Peace Walker. I fucking lied. I should have given it a ten. I'm a coward. We've coward. we've coward. We've agreed. You know what I mean? But God damn, blessing. What a time to be alive. Nine point five. I might play this game. You, I mean, well, again, ladies and gentlemen, you'll get to see Blessing watch me play it. Uh, we are lucky enough to be the exclusive streaming partner of Patapon 2. <laughs> Wait, how do we land that? How do we get that? How do you think, Blessing? How do you think? 
I've been yelling for 780 some days about this game. That's how we got it. You can watch us stream uh, the first 30 minutes of Patapon 2 uh, remastered today. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. It'll go up as a first impressions on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games later on as well, I assume. You know what I mean? I don't talk to Tim anymore. We got to that thing now where it's like we do that. We do the show and we walk off set. We don't talk to each mm-hmm. other. You know how it is? Yeah. I know how that's, that, how that's like. Blessing. So, like, do you feel like you've missed something by not having played Patapon 2 already? I mean, I never felt like I had missed something wow. until now. Now I'm seeing IGN, yeah. the, the biggest gaming website right. on the internet, that, gave it a 9.5. Wrong. Yeah. It's like a huge score. I know, right? That's like 0.5 away from like Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, yeah, exactly. Red Dead Redemption 2 was a 10, I think. Uh, Undead Nightmare was for sure. Undead Nightmare. And we deserved it. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 5, GTA 5. Like, that's 0.5 points away from one of the greatest games ever made. Uh, the Five Star Man writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, Congratulations, Greg. You finally have realized your dream of in getting Pat, and Pat Upon 2 is getting a PS4 remaster. I'm not trying to cut the celebration short, but in the wise words of Gary Whitta, quote, If you're not making moves, you're standing still. still. So I much, must ask, uh, what is the next project Greg and Kind of Funny are going to try to will into existence? Oh, man. Have you thought about this? I mean, I've already been working on the Snyder Cut. But that's like movies, <laughs> oh, wow. so I don't have to worry about that as much, right? So then the question becomes, yeah, you know, it, mm. do, do I need to start worrying about Pat Upon 3? And the answer I feel oh, is no. <laughs> okay. and the answer I feel is no. I loved Pat Upon 3, but it was a different kind of game. I think Pat Upon 2 might be the, is like the, the one I think of mm. fondly when I think of a Pat Upon game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then you have, maybe I worry about Pat Upon PS4. Pat, you know, Pat, Pat Upon 4. Pat Upon PS5. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that's what yeah. I meant. I'm Future getting drunk already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely met next gen. Pat. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to throw one out there for me. Sure. This one is, is just for me. Eco. Give it a similar treatment as you gave Shadow of Colossus. Oh, wow. You want to remake? Yeah. A remake of Eco. I really liked Eco. Okay. Back in the day. And so I'll love it. I feel like that's obscure enough. That's like Patapon levels of like kind of sure. obscure, but known well enough. And kind oh, of it's possible, ba- no, it's but way unlikely. Bigger, it's bigger than Patapon, for sure. Eco is bigger than Patapon? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 100%. People understand that legacy of where that led them. Yeah, I mean, Shadow Colossus for sure. Like you said, you know, a lot of people don't understand the legacy of Patapon and what it did Fair. for, first off, the PSP and PlayStation. But they made three of them? Yeah, that's right. They only made one eco. Exactly, right? And then two sort of spin-off sequels, kind of. Now, I do want to give a shout-out to one man in the room, Barrett Courtney. Of course, Barrett Courtney tweet. Come on, you can come over here, buddy. Lynn, I love this Ladies sweatshirt. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, shit, you got oh. a thing going. Oh, you got, you got something to say. I am tired of waiting. Greg, it's been a great day for you. Congrats Thank you. on defeating Corey Barlog, who... Oh, don't even get me started. There will be an airing of grievances and thank yous on PS I Love You Today. <laughs> Which one is, is Corey? Don't worry about Corey! <laughs> you defeated Corey and finally made him release Pad Upon 2 for PS4 from his debug PS4 unit in the Santa Monica offices. Your war is over. Your journey is done. I'm like Gwyneth Paltrow and you're Tony Stark and you're dying. I'm like, it's okay. You can rest now. You can rest. And then you, and then you just kind of die. There's a new is war. Is Blessing Peter Parker in this? Can yeah, I be? Who, who, yeah, who's right behind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He's yeah. Spider-Man right behind Gwyneth Paltrow. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That means, uh, Kevin, you get, to be Iron, you get to be War Machine. Yeah. There's a new war, and it's the war of Batman. My Bat family, can you stand up, please, and let's hold hands together. As we wait for the reveal and release of WB Games Montreal's Unannounced Batman game. You guys can sit down. See, is this a prayer? No. Got pretty close. Yeah. I feel. I feel. I was. I was legit about to like bow my head and close my eyes. WB Games, Montreal. The last time you teased your Batman unannounced Batman game was 18 days ago, and that's okay. The last time you released a video game was 2,284 days ago, and that's okay. I don't want you to feel the pressure because of that, because in that time, obviously, you haven't been working on just this one game. You probably gave updates to Arkham Origins. You made the Batgirl DLC for Arkham Knight, which was great. I really loved it. Uh, and if rumors are true, you worked on a couple of uh, projects that were unfortunately candid. I'm sorry about that. It's been a very, very long time since we've seen anything from you guys, and we miss you. And I'm worried with all of these prolonged teases, right, that you guys might be scared of what we, the fans, will think when you release your game. Maybe that's why you guys are taking so long to actually reveal your game, because you're scared of what people are going to think. There was a group of people when Arkham Origins was released that were kind of naysayers. And that wasn't okay, because you know what? Arkham Origins arguably has the best story in the Arkham universe. Without having done any follow-up research, that Deathstroke fight is still my favorite fight. 
Yes. And it's a lot of people's favorite boss fight, and that is great. It has been so long since we've seen anything from you. We miss you guys. Don't be scared. It doesn't matter. If it's not a Court of Vows game, that's fine. If it's not a Batman Beyond game, that's okay. If it's a mobile game, I'm going to move on. Um, we miss you guys, and we're so excited to see what you guys have. It has been 2,284 days since we've seen an official game release from you guys. It has been 1,678 days since a mainline Batman Arkham game has come out. We miss you. Please re reveal and release your unannounced Batman project. I knew, I knew that when I was coming into work this morning. That there are going to be shenanigans, shenanigans afoot. Sure, I didn't know. I didn't know it would be all of this. I, I definitely <laughs> didn't expect the monologue. Yeah, you know I, I, I mean? didn't expect like, the statistics. At one point, I saw him look down. I was like, "Does he have a written statement? <laughs> <laughs> Is he reading a written statement? Come here, let me freshen you up before we do this. Oh show. well, God, we really do. Okay, so Thursday, January thirtieth, everybody. Well, you know, when PlayStation shows up with this thing, we got to show how much we like it. So of course, Padabon's a rhythm game, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna play. It. I, I really like rhythm games. Okay, so cool. yeah, you're into it. You pound the drums. You make the guys walk and fight and stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. You hatch eggs in this one too. It's a big deal. Is it you hatch eggs yeah, like a Pokemon see. or like uh, kind of like I a Chow Yeah, yeah you're definitely you're making different you know warriors come out of the eggs to join your crew and fight. I don't know what this game is. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people don't, but you will Thursday, January thirtieth. But enough about that. Instead, let's talk about Torchlight Three being official. Activision and Google teaming up, and there's an Atari hotel because this is kind of funny. Games Daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can go there, give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Plus, you can go there to get the show ad-free and with the exclusive post-show. You can watch live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around... The globe. Housekeeping for you. Uh, first off, I've already called out a nanobiologist looking for a correction. Uh, for some reason, it looks like the Google suite is down. Oh. Yeah, Google, I got your wrong is down for me, so I can't even check that for you. Uh, however, we do have other stuff. Media Molecules Impy Awards were Sunday. You should go check out the archive. I was there watching. I saw a blessing in the chat. Yeah, I was in the chat. I watched for a good, like, five minutes. Oh, wow. A whole five minutes of yeah, an hour and a half long minutes. video show. It was an hour and a half? Oh, yeah. man. Well, they had, they had a pre-show. <laughs> I miscalculated that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. From it was really I'm... great, though. A lot, of, a lot of really, really cool stuff. And shout out to me yeah. and Michael for doing that. Uh, I, I tweeted about it on the day, but I, I don't think it can be uh, overstated how cool it is that they did that. Oh, yeah. Because when I was watching it and Jen was wa came in the room, she's like, what is this? Because it's, uh, it's shenanigans and it's weird and it was, it was inside of dreams. Like, I clicked through mainly because I wanted to see what it would look like and what they were doing. Yeah. And it was them in front of what I presume was a green screen yeah. presenting awards and having, like, the audience of, I believe, their other their developers. Their, their other, yeah, 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 like, essentially partying, having cake, having totally. a good time. And I was like, this is awesome. What it reminded me so much of was Spare Bedroom Kind of Funny. Yeah. Where it was like, we're going to do this thing. And we didn't figure it out till the day of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Kevin's running around like because they start and there's an echo and there's all this stuff. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what they're going through. Yeah, my not how to fix it. I just know what, how this has happened. Before. My favorite was uh, I forget his name, but uh, somebody went on there to do impressions because they're giving out yes, the voice. He the, was awesome. He was awesome. He was amazing. Like they're yeah. giving out the award for best voice acting, yeah. which is such a cool award to give out for dreams because yeah. that's not something that that would come to mind. But yeah, you have people that are doing voice acting stuff in dreams, and so one of one of uh, the media molecule people, I guess, does really good impressions. Yeah. came on and one of them just had a sign or they. Had, um, had the signs yeah, there. it had signs that they were just like that had names of different actors. So it was like um, like Walken. He he does the walking impression, and it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and yeah. they had, he has he has to do the impression. And he did that. He did that. Went through like ten signs, I want to say, and it was really good. It was really awesome. It was really awesome. Go check it out. Give them a like because, like I said, that's something you don't see many developers get to do for their audience. Uh, speaking of your audience, Gregway, thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed. Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Rob. Oh, I'm sorry, GI Joe and Robin Hood, but. I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Now, little known fact, Chris Roper was around when we reviewed these Pat Upon games. Remember that? Oh, wow. Remember that? I don't remember Jeff that, but that's cool. Roper, I don't think Roper ever got into Pat Upon like Jeff and I did, but I digress. Uh, four items on the Roper Report. Uh, Baker's Dozen. Number one. Torchlight Frontiers becomes F Torchlight 3. Today, Perfect World Entertainment, a leading publisher of live service games and developer Etra Games Incorporated, <laughs> announced Torchlight Frontiers will launch as Torchlight 3 on Steam this summer and begins closed alpha testing January 29. 
This fast-paced fast dungeon crawler brings ARPG fans back to the Torchlight universe to hack and slash their way through a vibrant world filled with hordes of creatures waiting at every turn. Previously announced as a free-to-play experience, the game will return to the premium model adapted by Torchlight 1 and 2, with a new focus uh, on linear progression. Quote, when we started developing Torchlight Frontiers, we were focused on creating a shared world experience, said Max Schleifer. No, Schaefer. Max Schaefer, CEO of Etra Games. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, Max. And <laughs> co-founder of the Torchlight franchise. During development, you often discover what type of product a game was meant to be, and we found Torchlight Frontiers was meant to be a true successor to Torchlight 1 and 2. Based on this and extensive feedback from our alpha testers, we decided it was time to take the game back to its roots and model it after the classic Torchlight games that ARPG fans have come to love. Uh, we'd like to thank our dedicated player base for supporting us and providing such insightful feedback during early development, end quote. Uh, when Torchlight 2 releases on Steam this summer, players will be able to purchase the full game and play however they like, online or off, with access to all playable content. Rather than focusing on horizontal progression, the game shifts back to the familiar linear world structure that was introduced with Torchlight 1 and 2. Longtime Torchlight fans will be happy to hear that the game features the same mechanics that set the original series apart from other ARPGs on the market. After selecting from Torchlight 3's unique character classes, players will choose a pet to accompany them on their new adventure, a fluffy alpaca, a swift owl, or a loyal canine retriever. From there, they will explore forests filled with dangerous creatures and participate in thematic quests to earn powerful rewards. Blessing. Yes. Have you ever played Torchlight? I've. I know nothing about Torchlight. I. We had him on the game showcase at PAX West uh, l last year. Now, mm -hmm. uh, I. It came to Switch. That was the announcement. I downloaded it there because it, it looks so much like yeah. Diablo. It is so much. You know, action RPG, right? Wandering around. Now you downloaded uh, Torchlight Frontiers. Hell no! I ain't turned on no PC. You can't. Oh, you know so I mean? come on. Now. Which one was on uh, Switch? The Switch was. I think Torchlight Two was. Two. Okay. An older, older model of it, right? Gotcha. And so this one. Obviously, Torchlight, a franchise that has a huge fan base for it, right? Mm -hmm. But one of the reasons I like it is this idea and, like, transparency, right? <laughs> We're always talking about developers and publishers need to be more transparent and authentic, and I think this hits right at yeah. it. Of like, did hey, you, we wanted to try something, and it didn't work. Did you happen to see their video that they put out no. with this? So, essentially, their video was, I believe, the lead developer essentially saying all this, right? What's quoted in the article mm -hmm. of, like, yeah, like, we we had a conversation with our clo closed alpha testers, and we were talking about, essentially, what the game... Uh, what the game seemed like it needed in direction and what it needed uh, in terms of what it what is going to be going forward and you know they gave us the feedback that it seems like it it, it should, should be more of a premium experience as opposed to a free to play game it seems like it should be more linear all this stuff and we had our we had our conversations with each other and we agreed over um, over at uh, the development studio that uh, we agree with our closed alpha testers and we're pivoting in this way and it seemed very frank and it seemed very open and honest and yeah it seemed like a really cool thing yeah and I think that it's refreshing in so many levels but on top of the fact that they could have committed right they could have mm -hmm. been like all right this isn't hitting the mark where we want it to be whatever let's just put it out and instead to sit there and be like well it bears the torchlight name right which does have an audience and does have expectation to it yeah so to sit there and be like well you know what no this isn't going to work so we're going to go change we're yeah. going to drastically change it right because yeah i think we've looked at many games that have said hey we're going to be free to play and then when they turn that tide the opposite way it fucks up everything in game and it doesn't do what they want it to and it really you know gets in the way of um publicity and marketing I th i'm thinking of drawn to death for sure yeah like that was a huge problem for them now john did, did drawn to death pivot because i feel like there was one game there was one game that there was, was that going free to play was free to play right and then it yeah. wasn't or was okay. going to be free to play and wasn't so like I, I don't know if it's always a great decision to go from free to play to premium because we've seen it not pan out well i think i think i want to say drawn to death was still free to play when it came out because i remember playing it and I d wouldn't have bought that game. Lawbreakers for sure was going to be free to play. I want to say, and then it shifted into premium, and that game did not sell well, and it shut down pretty pretty quickly because there wasn't a player base there. And so, like the thing I will say about Torchlight is from uh, watching their video, I understand what happened. Yeah, well, so drawn to death. I'm correct that it started free to play, but before <laughs> it launched, it went to twenty bucks. However, it launched as a PlayStation Plus title. That's so what it was. It so way. yeah, that's how I played it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like. I, I, I think the thing that I kind of take away from the way they, they talked about Torchlight, which gives me faith in what they're doing, is that, you know, in the video they were talking about how the, they allowed the game to speak to them more than they spoke to what the game is going to be. Like, as they're developing it, the game kind of took, I don't want to say it took a form of its own, but it essentially, 
them working on the game allowed them to understand more of what this game is going to be. You know, totally. as opposed to them being like, no, this needs to be free to play, it needs to be this, it needs to do this to affect the bottom line. It seemed more that they were able to kind of feel it out and listen to the audience and figure things out. And this seems like a very natural progression for what they want this game to be. And so I got, I have faith that they're going to find success in this. Granted, I don't know much about Torchlight, and so I, I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what that audience looks for, but it, it seems to be more aligned with where the direction is. And that's the thing about it. Like Again, this is one of those occasions where we are talking a little bit out of our ass. Mm-hmm. We are talking about a game we don't know or, or play, so it is this idea of maybe they have fucked a whole bunch of different shit up, but I, I'm, in terms of a PR move, it definitely looks like the right way to handle yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Whether it's, you know, uh, they fucked it up before or not, I think they're doing it the right way. Uh, however, I will let you know, you're wrong, is, you're wrong is up and running again, so if you go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, you can tell us how we fucked all this Torchlight stuff up and how we're a bunch of idiots. But guess what? Patapon's still coming out, so it doesn't matter. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number two, Activision's teaming with Google. Uh, this is a press release from Friday. Activision, Blizzard, and Google announced today a multi-year strategic relationship to power new player experiences. Google Cloud will serve as the preferred provider for Activision Blizzard's game hosting infrastructure and YouTube as its exclusive streaming partner worldwide, uh, excluding China for live broadcasts of its popular esports leagues and events, including Overwatch League, Call of Duty League, Hearthstone Esports, and more. With hundreds of millions of monthly active users around the world, Activision Blizzard sought a partner to help enhance its gaming infrastructure, as well as deliver superior, low-latency player experiences. The company turned to Google Cloud because of its highly reliable global footprint, uh, advanced data analytics, and artificial intelligence capabilities, artificial intelligence capabilities, and commitment to open source, creating a platform for building future gaming innovations. Players will benefit by experiencing premium network quality of service, including low latency and packet loss when playing high-fidelity games on any device. They will also have optimal personalized interactions as Activision Blizzard can tap into Google Cloud's AI tools to offer curated recommendations for in-game offers and differentiated gaming experiences. Additionally, beginning this week, YouTube will host the official live broadcast of Activision Blizzard's popular esports leagues and events, including the newly created Call of Duty League, Overwatch League, Hearthstone Esports, and more. The inaugural Call of Duty League season kicks off Friday, January 24th, with 12 teams competing in Minnesota, and the Overwatch League's 2020 season will follow on February 8th. All competitions will be live-streamed on each league's YouTube channel and will include archived and other special content. This seems like a very big blow to Twitch. Yeah. As far as streaming exclusively. Like, I think Twitch did have the exclusivity agreement for overwatch league for the first two seasons of it and so that's not gonna be on there anymore call of duty isn't gonna be on there uh league isn't gonna be on there hearthstone's not gonna be on there like uh, that's i feel like those are a lot of big blows totally um and i think i read in the original uh games games article that i forget whose quote this was but there was somebody somebody talking about how yeah like these types of agreements are going to do more than the individual like get ninja on the mixer or get shroud on or cla- shroud onto whatever platform right totally, like yeah. you know as opposed to getting these individual streamers or individual creators let's just get like whole leaks and just that's where the money yeah, is right that's like, where don't the money wrong. Is. like obviously ninja and shroud are doing just fine for themselves of course being doing really well but it is this idea that no the real money is going to be partnering with activision blizzard and you see here the I guess, power, right, of what Google actually can offer, where it is like, no, no, we're going to run your back end. We're going to be this infrastructure for the game, let alone then part of this deal is that we use stream exclusively on YouTube, right? Yeah. Like, that's where these partnerships and real dollar signs lie, I think. Yeah. And, like, what you're saying, what's going to make one platform more powerful than another? I do wonder how this then changes Activision games, as far as, like, how... Google Cloud is going to be integrated into those games. Like, I wonder if that's the difference we see. They do talk about the the AI tools um, and like the optimization stuff. Yeah. But is that a thing that was already available through? I believe they're using Amazon before. I want to say. Um, it would make sense, right, Kevin? Yeah. When, you, when we were talking about this on Friday, I think it was you that brought up the fact that it's weird to make a headline out of this outside of the exclusivity because right now you're probably using Google or you're using Amazon, right? Was that not you? I don't, I Somebody don't was having that conversation with me. Yeah, no. but I, I do wonder if that like if that if that's an effect we oh, see. I did say that in yeah, terms of yeah, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah, of streaming yeah, stuff because right yeah. yeah and Microsoft I guess too because obviously PlayStation made headlines when they started using Microsoft's cloud stuff. Yeah, so I do think the big headline here is the fact that they're getting stuff like Google is getting uh, exclusivity rights to stuff like Overwatch League and all those different esports leagues onto YouTube. Yeah, um, I do wonder. 
I do wonder like how big of a focus that Google wants gaming to be on, like gaming streaming to be on YouTube. Because I know like gaming content is huge on YouTube, right? But YouTube gaming isn't really a thing anymore, and I don't really feel like they push streaming games on Whenever YouTube. Whenever I talk that about much. that, and I agree with you, obviously. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think that was our. I remember when it got announced, and I was like, oh my god, this is going to push Twitch to be even better, right? Competition, and the fact that Google uh, YouTube gaming never seemed to really take off, never really make waves. Yeah, Tim's always fast to point out that. YouTube gaming, in his mind, was never about making YouTube gaming great. It was about making live streaming on YouTube better. And that's really what happened, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you've seen that, yeah, YouTube gaming, the gaming.youtube.com, that whole portal, like, disappeared, yeah, really. it's gone. But it's because those live tools work so well that they've just been dragged into everything. And okay. that's what you see us use when we stream for private Patreon stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we're using YouTube, and it is good. And, it, and I th- you know, when you see somebody who is still using it and trying to make the service work as a thing, they've added in the stuff that wasn't there in the beginning that was such a big deal, right? Like, yeah. the ability to tip, the ability to subscribe, the ability to make money that way. Yeah, I guess, I, like, I kind of removed from my mind the idea that YouTube is going to be a huge competitor to Twitch, like, huge direct competitor, the yeah. way that Mixer is a huge direct competitor to Twitch. But these moves are making them more and more of a direct competitor. Honestly, the, I think the biggest... Let me get a question in here, yeah. right? Uh, Torbanok writes in to patreon.com slash games, And I will stress again, remember, when you write in, you can put whatever name you want. You can put your real name, but it's <laughs> fine to be Torbanok. Uh, good morning, Greg and Blessing. With the recent move by several big-name streamers such as Ninja Shroud and Courage away from Twitch to other platforms, the monopoly once held there for streaming seems to be going away. I am currently considering starting my own stream for the first time. And my question is this. Where would you start to stream currently if you were just getting into doing it? Would you go with one more established platform or opt for mo- would you go with one more established platform or opt for one of the new up and coming ones to try to get it early? Thanks for all you do and congrats Greg on Pat upon two news. No problem Torbanak, thank you very much. Yeah, so like th- that's kind of what I'm building up to towards Twitch is that I'm I don't want to say that Twitch is in trouble because I don't think they're in trouble, but they are taking more and more blows it seems like sure. as other companies are signing exclusive exclusivity deals with their biggest names and the biggest brands on there you know activision blizzard is huge ninja is huge shroud is huge courage is huge and twitch is just losing all of them and so for that like i i think twitch is going to be be around for a long time but you know do they need to react like do they need to do something do they need to put a not necessarily put a stop but start you know, I I I think I saw recently Twitch started doing exclusivity stuff. I can't remember the the specifics, but do they need to do more of that in order to to secure their future? So that's one thing. And then also to speak to Torbernock as far as like you want to start streaming, <laughs> where do you go? I know for us uh, before I came to Kind of Funny, right when I was doing OKB stuff, that was a big talk com- about them anymore. Oh man, yeah, they're dead. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we that was a big conversation for us. Is do we? Do we jump into YouTube gaming or do we jump into Mixer because the audience on Mixer isn't as huge, therefore it might be easier to get eyes on us? Or You're a bigger we, fish in a small pond. Yeah, yeah, you know. Or do we go to Twitch, which is like more of a proven p- platform? We know that they're probably going to have longevity. Like we don't know what the longevity is, of Mixer is yet because at that point it was probably like 2017 when, yeah. we're, when we were talking about this. And so I think for me, you know, if I if if I was in the shoes of somebody who's trying to start streaming for the first time. I would probably just default to Twitch off the idea that it is more secure and it's a more developed platform and, and they've had time to grow. Similar to the Epic Game Store versus Steam conversation of like, oh yeah, like the Steam's been around forever and so their features are vast and kind of secured. But I do think there is validity in wanting to to start off with something like Mixer because sure. you know you, you 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 there are there are less there are less names there like in terms of amount. Right, and also you have big names there like Ninja that are bringing people into the platform, and so you might have more chance to shine there. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I see it from two perspectives. Number one, for Torbernock, of just getting started, right? It's like every I ever talk to you is like, "Oh, I want to start a podcast." I'm like, "We'll start." You know what I mean? Like, "Oh, I'm waiting on mics. I'm waiting on this." I'm mm-hmm. like, like, "Nope, to do it into your iPhone tonight." You don't have to. Your first podcast aren't going to be listened to by anybody, and you're probably going to be terrible at them. Yep. I know because the, welcome to my first podcast. Yeah. And you need to get out there and do it. And I think especially as you're starting day one, day and date, ready to go, it's easy to simulcast. I would stream to all of them. 
because mm-hmm. it's not until you sign up as a Twitch partner, right, that you have to sign off exclusivity of like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm making money on this platform, so I'm only gonna stay on this platform. Mm. And so I think you could easily go and try all of them and have all the chats open and see what you want and what's happening and where you're getting the most engagement and engage with those people and tell you, tell them to follow you and go there. But I mean, I'm assuming not knowing Torbenakaro that he'd be starting literally from scratch. And so when he tweets, it's going to his hundred friends or whatever that follow mm-hmm. him, 200, 300 friends. Yeah. And so it's like. They're going to go wherever you tell them to go, but they're going to watch and how are they going to tell you? And then, yeah, it is this thing of like what you're, you're talking about makes so much sense of, well, if you're on Mixer and you're streaming the game, Ninja's streaming, and then when Ninja signs off, hopefully people want to still watch that game. They'll hopefully come find you. Yeah. Versus Twitch. The other big qu- thing I think, though, is when we're talking about all these moves is there are the real moves like we're talking about on the business side where you're getting exclusivity with Ninja to get him on Mixer to get people to come find out what Mixer is and mm-hmm. be a part of Mixer and hopefully join Mixer. However, like as awesome as that is, I think there's still a proven business model on Twitch that nobody can touch yet. And I think it, well, part of that in an honest, you know, kind of funny inside baseball thing is uh, Twitch Prime. We you know we joke yeah. around about it all the time. If you're like, oh, if, you're, if you have Amazon Prime, like right now, person who's listening to this podcast driving your car, you have Amazon Prime, right? Mm. You have a free Twitch Prime subscription, and so every thirty days you have to give it to somebody. Thirty days later, it'll just it'll it w- doesn't resub; it just goes into the pot, and no, you don't if you don't use it, you lose it, kind of thing. Mm. That is such a huge part of our business model, the Twitch Prime. That even like that's how the, the the reason Mixer is able to go get a big name like Ninja right is that they're able to walk in and be like hey we're going to give you all this money up front and then you're going to come over and hopefully throughout the years of exclusivity we have with you you're going to help us build the platform so you're getting back to where your subs were over on Twitch and you're paying mm-hmm. people were on Twitch but for somebody like us right like Mixer's not going to come over and offer that deal to us and like you know so it's like why would we jump ship why would we go do that when we have something here that is paying the bills and is doing something yeah. for us and is keeping the lights on and the mics working. And that's what I mean when I talk about like Twitch being more developed, right? Yeah. Like there's there there are features there that, you know, Mixer doesn't even necessarily have access to when, when we're talking about Amazon Prime and Twitch Prime totally. and all that stuff, totally. right? Let alone like other features that Twitch might have that Mixer doesn't have and vice versa. But at this point, Twitch just feels like more of an established platform. Like they've had more longevity than, than Mixer that, you know, me as a viewer and somebody who doesn't stream to Twitch as often, right? Like, <clears throat> as a viewer, I'm more except comfortable, except in, except right now. <laughs> uh, you know, as a viewer, I'm more comfortable going to Twitch because I already know that platform. Totally. I already know, you know, how like how tipping works or how cheers work. Or to be honest, I don't know how cheers work. But you know, there there, <laughs> no one does. But yeah, 400 bits. Go ahead and cheer. What the hell is going on? Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, there's a familiarity with there for me as a viewer with Twitch that I just feel more comfortable twi- uh, clicking a Twitch.tv link as opposed to a Mixer link. Where I go to Mixer and I'm like, all right, what's going on? All right, is the chats over here? Okay, what? can i sub like what are what are the things available totally. to me here you know it, it gets confusing as a viewer which you know it's a small hill to time to, to kind of climb over but it's still a hill that you have to climb over um if you're going into the into mixer as a viewer or any other platform that's not twitch or youtube i guess as a viewer and so i would say go with what feels comfortable for you you know yeah. go i mean if if any of that speaks to you if you if you're looking for that kind of discoverability aspect that we're talking about with mixer and that sounds like you know your number one thing that you want to put at the top of your like this is what i want you know go for it but i think there is a there's a comfortability there with with twitch an establishment there with twitch that i feel like might might make it easier to kind of get yourself settled and like you also have the freedom to go wherever you want right you could stream one day on twitch stream another another day on mixer and try them all out yeah try them all out see what works for you be like the tinder of streaming services exactly yeah Yeah. yeah Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? You're yeah. swiping around. I mean, basically, having sex with a lot of different streaming services is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I, you mean, I mean, you're not in a committed relationship. I mean, in other words, you can make a you can make a Tinder account, you can make a, make a Hinge account, Grindr. get on Bumble, Bumble. get on Grinder, yeah, yeah. get on OkCupid. You know, just you're all over the feel place. Feel it all out. Yeah, spread it around, spread the love. You might see some of the some uh, familiar faces on each of, each of those. <laughs> Number three on the Roper Report, we might have dodged a bullet on the whole U.S. China console tariff. This is Hayden Taylor, GamesIndustry.biz. Console manufacturers can breathe easy after tension between China and the U.S. cooled earlier this month. Following a recent agreement between U.S. President Donald Trump and Chinese Vice Premier uh, Louis He, a number of trade tariffs have been taken off the table indefinitely. Among them was the proposed 25% import tax on consoles. The overwhelming majority of 
which are produced in China. According to figures from Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, over 96% of consoles imported to the U.S. in 2018 came from China. In response to the threat, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo all reportedly scaled back console production in China. With the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X launch scheduled to launch later this year, along with rumors of a Nintendo Pro, the news is well-timed for manufacturers and consumers alike. The tariffs had been in consideration since May 2019. Uh, the proposal sparked alarm among console firms and was quickly followed by a joint letter from Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony claiming it would cause disappropriate harm to the industry. Fortunately for them, the tariff was delayed and never enacted. As a result, the companies won't need to wait for it to be reversed by the government. Importantly, though, the looming threat that it could happen again has been removed for now. However, the agreement is, no, by, is by no means the end of tensions, uh, and the U.S. still maintains tariffs on around two-thirds of Chinese imports. So this is great news for now. Sure, for it's, now, right yeah, now. Yeah, for now. Moment, great, awesome. Yeah, at the moment, uh, this is especially awesome because of the console releases happening at the end of this year, yeah, right? Yeah. And they kind of they kind of allude to that, right? You know, leading up to these console releases, it would kind of suck to have these tariffs uh, enacted mm -hmm. because those prices would obviously be passed down That's, to us, the the, consumer. yeah, the yeah, consumer. Exactly, so exactly. we could have we could either have I don't know if it would be more expensive consoles or more expensive games or both, but we would be paying more money either way, or maybe it maybe may even come in, in terms of microtransactions, all that stuff, but. Uh, you know, this is good news for now. You know, we're um, yeah, we're not gonna have to spend a million dollars on a console. Yeah, there's not much to say. I mean, other than keep you updated, I know we've talked yeah. about it before on uh, kind of funny games daily. So now there's movement, at least in one way, because I remember we hadn't heard anything since the threat, really. Mm. So I, to hear that it got kiboshed. I know this is way outside of our wheelhouse. Per I love, I love that. I love where we're going in this. Yeah, way. but do you think that these tariffs do get en enacted at a certain point? Do you have a prediction? No, because it's that thing of I don't. I mean, I'm stupid, obviously. Mm -hmm. and I, you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, okay, great. Perfect. You're on the same page. But I feel like there's so much bolstering and so much, like, puffing out your chest trying to look bigger, and then you get in these weird fights, you know what I mean, between governments and politicians and everybody saying all this stuff. Yeah. That I feel like there are, like, realistic ramifications of, like, what the tariff will be put on, and, like, it won't be put on stuff that are these luxury goods with these giant billion-dollar corporations yeah. that have probably already infiltrated the governments and fucked everything up already. And you would hope that... It, they don't get enacted away in ways that'll topple a whole industry. Yeah, because I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. I feel like that this that, would have been a huge detriment to me. Yeah, doing. this yeah. would be a huge detriment in yeah. a way where it's like you know we it, you might put an, an end to the industry, maybe not an end, but you definitely damage would, the industry. What, for I mean, sure. the main thing it, I think it would do is cap growth. You know what I mean? Of where course. it would be the suddenly thing of consoles because obviously we worry about PlayStation Four and PlayStation. I'm sorry, PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X, but it would trickle down to new Xbox Ones, new PlayStation 4s being produced and sent over. Hmm. Like, if, if you know, if 98% of things are being produced over there, it would be an issue. So, we'll, you know, keep an eye on it or whatever. Still, other tariffs are happening, apparently, but who knows? It, it's all changing every day out there. Who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? We got pat upon, though. So, again, you know what I mean? I know you're all worried about these delays that happened at the beginning of the year. You don't have to worry anymore. We all, got that money, all that money you were saving... For, you know, whatever game got delayed, your Final Fantasies, your Last of Us, your Avengers, you don't need to worry anymore. Your Cyberpunks, you got 14 bucks or 15 bucks right now, you got Pat Upon too. Hours of entertainment. Hours. Hours. My, re my review talks about 40 hours in there. To not, to, to, just to beat it, you know what I mean? And I was grinding, I was making my army better, so. Oh, okay. There's a lot going on in there. Uh, speaking of saving your pennies, who wants to stay at the Atari Hotel? Uh, number four on the Roper Report, Atari's making video game hotels. Why not? Atari, one of the world's most iconic consumer brands and entertainment producers, today announced a deal with GSD Group, a leading innovative innovation and strategic strategy agent agency founded by Shelley Murphy and partner Napoleon Smith III, to acquire the rights to build video game-themed Atari hotels in the United States. The first location breaking ground in Phoenix, Arizona later this year. Atari, a trailblazer in the video game industry, is pioneering an uh, exciting new concept, a unique lodging experience combining the iconic brand with a one-of-a-kind video game-themed destination. Atari hotels level up hotel entertainment with fully immersive experiences for every age and gaming ability, including the latest in VR and AR. Uh, select hotels will feature state-of-the-art venues and studios to accommodate esports events. The first of Atari's hotels is planned to break ground in 2020 in Phoenix, Arizona, with initial with initial additional hotels planned for Las Vegas, Denver, Chicago, Austin, Seattle, San Francisco, and San Jose. More information can be found uh, at AtariHotels.com, which I think Kevin was showing there while we were talking. 
God bless you, Atari. I, I, God, the fight to stay relevant. I wanted to make fun of this at first because the article has a sentence here. Atari, a trailblazer in the gaming industry, which they are. Yeah. But like, how how long has it been since they uh, had Don't forget about been? the Atari VCS that oh, we hearing about. You're, you're know right. I mean? Who you're absolutely right. Who is Game, stream, and connect like never before. As much as I want to make fun of it, this seems really cool, and I really want to stay. What going. seems cool about I mean, like, that's a cool outside. Yeah, I'm I'll give you that outside. Like cool. if if I walk into a hotel and I look up and they have in big letters Atari written on it and they call it a video game hotel, I can't like that can't not be cool. What Kevin circle on the top there? What's that? What's the top? What do we got up there? Uh, it, it looks like they asteroids? have a big ass uh, some some Atari game. See right there, a the big giant LED. Yeah, I'm trying to open it, but I'm having trouble on my end. Those just look, look like lights to me. Yeah, but I know what he's talking about. But I mean, if I'm playing games up in the pool, nice try. Atari, I funky on that one, didn't you? <laughs> you want to try to zoom in? They got you. Oh, did they? Did they, Greg? I mean, Jared Petty's probably screaming at home, but it's just a bunch of white lines to me. I don't know. That's the thing. Who the fuck cares about Atari? Sorry, Atari. I see. I feel like this is something that should have started in Vegas. It's starting. hundred percent. It's starting in Phoenix, Phoenix Arizona. What does Phoenix, Arizona have? Yeah. A Portillo's. That's it. And I'm not hating on Phoenix like Greg is hating on Phoenix. I'm just saying Vegas is where you go for things like this. Like this is crazy to me. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah, I no, totally. To go to a weird ass hotel. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, the, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the Atari Hotel in Las Vegas is a sentence that makes complete sense. You know? I'm gonna have me grandma's gonna do the AR experience. She's riding the Titanic or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that makes sense, yeah. Uh Kevin, give me this uh, I can't open this site on me, so scroll scroll down for me. Let me see if they got anything else in here. Oh, just if we want to sign up to be members. Here's my prediction, right? Phoenix, Arizona, immediately followed by Austin, <laughs> Chicago, Denver, Las Vegas, San Francisco, San Jose, Seattle. I I don't even buy Phoenix. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I don't buy Phoenix actually opening, let alone three or four of those hotels actually making the cut. Where are they going to put in San Francisco, Kev? You know? That's why I think they should have started in Vegas. Because I feel like Vegas, this, this hotel is successful in Vegas. Because people in Vegas are willing to do anything. People who are going to Vegas are willing to do anything. You think it's going to be expensive? I mean, not in Vegas. Yeah, I, I imagine it's going to be more expensive than a normal hotel, right? It's a themed hotel. Which is why I think it should have been in Vegas. Because yeah, Vegas, yeah, you can get away with that. Right, Throw yeah. it to, can I see the image? Oh, here it goes. It's open. Because Vegas, every hotel is a themed hotel. Because right. he, like, he, hold on. Because as we continue to just <clears throat> shit all over this thing. I'm not shitting. I think this is cool. Are you going to Are you gonna stay when this SF1 no. happens? Yeah, exactly. No. See? If it goes... If, if it does actually make it to Vegas and I end up going to Vegas, I will request that I get to stay in that hotel. Kevin, I'm sending to your – do you have your email on that computer? Yeah. I'm sending to your email the press release, which gives a wide – you can actually click on the – maybe. It gives you a wider shot of the, the, uh, the building itself because like, the way they're cutting it on that website, you're just seeing the top floor. And when it's the wide shot of it, I think it looks less impressive because <laughs> it looks like more like, hey, man, we bought the we bought a Ramada and we put the Atari oh. on it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a sky. The thing of why this wouldn't exist in Vegas in its current form is just that it's not like a skyscraper. It's, you know what I mean? You go to mm. Vegas now, you're a thousand floors up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're oh, is it like a, is it short? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's just a concept. This is probably just the concept yeah. of the Phoenix one. No, no, you're doing great, Kev. You're doing great. I do help. want more detail. Like, is it video games in each room, or is it just an arcade floor, or like, what are? Well, how so do you, you implement looks like. this technology? Well, the AR and the VR—it's everywhere. You know what I mean? So, like, that's that's what you're getting with it. Because, like, I like. You say it's a big hotel. No, no. See, yeah, it's got a I, again a cool here's, look here's, to it for sure. Here's what I imagine, right? Yeah, almost. I walk into my room. Yeah. And it's just asteroids. Sure. It's just a- the carpet is asteroids. The walls are asteroids. The ceiling is asteroids, right? Walk to another room. What's another, what's another Atari IP? E.T. <laughs> Centipede. Centipede is just a room. E. See, is this is room. again what I'm talking about. Like, I, Atari, just jer- I understand. <laughs> You're Atari. You, you, gotta, you do have a name brand recognition. I see people wearing Atari shirts all the time. You ask, walk up at PAX. Nine out of ten gamers. How many? Like that's how many people go. Oh man, asteroids. Uh, Your top five Atari. Games. Somebody's gonna be like Pac Man. You're like no, it's not no, at legit. All. Pac Man was yeah. on the brain the whole time. I'm like, that's not Atari. That's not Atari. Now, don't get me wrong. Every yeah, I say you know nine out of ten because eventually you're gonna run into Jared Petty. He's gonna tell you everything that ever happened to him or whatever. But God bless you, Atari. Go get him. I guess you know what I mean. Top five Atari games. Space Invaders. Why didn't I think of Space Invaders? Um, Adventure. 
Pong, Pitfall. I feel like you could theme some things out of those. The more the more I look at actual Atari IPs, the less impressed I am. The less impressed you are? Yeah. Like the less I'm I'm looking forward to staying in an Atari hotel. That's the thing, it's just like, yeah, right. like I would I would stay in a Namco hotel. Or like a Sega hotel. You go to Japan, those things all over. Do they, are, are are they really? I'm sure. I'm throwing that out there without actually checking, but yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely a Sega. I mean that hotel. Japan trip is coming soon. It is not. Don't listen to Gary Wood. First God class. damn it. All right, so to be very clear, Lessing, the mm. Japan trip is not happening soon. Is it not? So if you Did want something more kind of? immediate, where would you go? I would probably go <laughs> 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 to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Kevin, go ahead and throw up the Hotel Sega you found in uh, Indonesia. That does not look officially licensed by... I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's the Sega we know and love. Yeah, no, maybe. It's blue on the outside, though, so maybe, you know? got the sonic gotta go fast thing i mean uh, sega does wave and co- wave and quality wave it's and got quality and it's also and got f- five out of five sc- stars there 4.9 rating holy, holy shit 4.7 rating out today stone on xbox one motorcycle mechanic simulator on switch super tennis on switch uh the man's on soraka P- on pc humble rumble on pc dungeon cards on pc battle polygon on PC, which I hope is like a sim. I'm running Polygon. I'm running Polygon. Oh, that'd be awesome. Am I signing reviews? I'm yeah. This, <laughs> Polygon.com. The and then I missed this last week because I screwed up and I wasn't on the show on Friday. Wild Words, a guess the phrase quiz game that's written by a kind of funny best friend is out on iOS and Android right now. Go support kind of funny best friends. New dates for you. Uh, Niantic and WB Games are excited to reveal that Adventure Sync. A Niantic real-world platform gameplay feature is rolling out this week in Harry Potter Wizards Unite. This highly requested feature gives players the option to connect their game to their Apple Health or Google Fit to record their walking distance, even when Harry Potter Wizards Unite isn't running. Once enabled in the game setting menus, players' walking distance will be tallied in the background and applied towards unlocking their port key, Portmanteus? Is that how I say that, Kev? I got a port me, Portmanteus? Nailed it, huh? Okay. Uh, the game will also notify players once portmanteas are unlocked. Uh, Adventure Sync is completely optional and can be turned on or off in the game settings. Uh, now it's time for reader mail. Of course, you can write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by G.I. Joe War for Cobra. Yo, Joe! G.I. Joe and Cobra are back in G.I. Joe War on Cobra. Uh, Will you join the Joes and fight for justice, or will you seek world domination with Cobra? The choice is yours. G.I. Joe War on Cobra is a free download and out now for both Android and iOS devices. Whether you're a fan of the classic animated series, the iconic toy line, comics, or all of the above, G.I. Joe War on Cobra has something for everyone. It has a massive roster featuring the most beloved infamous heroes, villains, and vehicles featured in the series. Uh, This is perfect for Nick Scarpino, who grew up always wanted to be a Joe, and me, because I always want to yell like Cobra Commander. Once you've chosen a side, players will be introduced to the game's mechanics via Roadblock for Joes and the Baroness for Cobra. You'll learn how to manage your base, units, vehicles, and engage in battles to help you get a feel for managing your troops. As you continue with the single-player campaign missions, more options for reinforcing your army with additional units, heroes, and vehicles begin to pop up. Uh, but that's just the beginning of G.I. Joe War on Cobra. It also features PvP and a ranked leaderboard. Uh, while you're here, of course, you have a special in-game kip- gift from D3Go. As a token of appreciation for checking out G.I. Joe uh, War on Cobra, they're giving away two free characters for all players, new players who uh, help reinfor- want to reinforce their army. Joes can look forward to picking up a free bazooka, the G.I. Joe Missile Specialist, uh, while Cobra followers can add Missile BAT, the Battle Android Trooper, to their squad. In the meantime, don't forget that knowing is half the battle. Check out in the description below or head to www.d3go.com slash XX to download G.I. Joe War on Cobra and receive your free gift on your mobile device. I am going to check right now real quick because I guarantee the URL is not XX. There's probably something I was supposed to put in there and I didn't. Oh. So hold on. Blessing. <clears throat> G.I. Well, Joe, what do you got it for me? G.I. Joe? Yeah, what Man, do you got for me? I love me some G.I. Joe. You there know? you go. Thank you. I, the movie it. was something I watched. It was, you watched the movie? I watched the you? movie, yeah. What was it called? Kevin, did that movie have a Back name? to me. It's it's actually d3go.com slash kfgames. That's d3go.k. No, d3go.com slash kfgames uh, to get your G.I. Joe War on Cobra. Don't go to the XX link. That won't work for you. Uh, 
Robinhood is the next sponsor. 2020 is the perfect time to start thinking about 2040. Uh, with Robinhood, you can invest, invest in the markets and earn interest with a competitive APY on uninvested cash. Uh, they make it easy to get started and learn as you grow with an intuitive app experience and no commission fees on trades. And stock prices don't have to hold you back. You can buy a piece of a company you love for as low as $1 and build your portfolio a little at a time. Buy one share, buy half a share, three and a quarter share. It's up to you, your budget, and your goals. Your first stock is on the house when you set up the account. Go to games.robinhood.com to learn more and claim your free stock. Annual percentage yield, APY, on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. The free stock offer is subject to terms and conditions. All investments involve risk. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. What? So, you know was it Thursday the Apex stuff happened? Like, yeah, we were doing Apex it live or whatever. So, you know how, like, they so they announced, like, a new legend. They announced uh, the new season, all that stuff. And for the most part, I was like, this seems cool, but I wasn't, like, blown away. Yeah. I don't I don't know if this is confirmed. I'm, like, seeing this live as it's happening. We got some breaking news on there. Some breaking news that might not actually be news. It might just be, like, a weird thing. But I'm, I think the Apex Legends people put out a trailer for the new legend, whose name was Forge. Okay. And at the end of this trailer, he gets murdered <laughs> by who might actually be the real legend <laughs> that they're revealing for season four named Revenant. Send it to Kevin. Yeah. Send it over to Control. I want to see what this is about. Somebody's getting murdered. I want to know about it. I'm going to send it to you, Kevin. Kevin, we're sending it to you. But yeah, the, the legend that was revealed might be a fake out from last week. We'll put see. Put it assets then. Did he already put it somewhere? Or did he just know you know? No, I haven't sent it yet. Oh, you got to get the Slack app, man. That's what Tim told me. Yeah, what are you doing using the, dot, the using the URL over put here? Put it in assets, you said? Yeah. Give one on. second. Um, maybe I'll put it in question while that goes. Okay. Um, Salma writes in, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, and says, I know everyone is speculating that the next Rockstar game would be the next GTA, but what are the chances that they finally announce Bully 2? Will my hopes and dreams <laughs> be answered? I no. wish. Yeah, but I would love a bully too. Yeah, I would love a bully too. Grand Theft Auto prints money. Yeah, no, that's they the want thing. money. I've been playing Grand Theft Auto for the last week, then <laughs> that's just back, like baby? I'm back. That wow. game has a way of just like pulling me back in. Yeah, that I, no no other game has. Uh, you can start from like the middle. You can start from the beginning. What, who cares? Or you can start from the beginning if we have the time. Yeah, I don't care. Try to claim me. So EA. yeah, this is the official cinematic cinematic trailer. It's essentially like a news broadcast. Tonight with James the Forge McCormick. It's great to have you here. So Forge, this is the guy that was revealed to be the new legend on Thursday, whenever that was. Your recent victories have qualified you to finally compete in the Apex Games. What does that feel like? Oh, it's been a wild ride to get here, but Hammond Robotics has had my back the entire way. I am blessed to have such great support behind me. Do you care about like, the story of Apex? Not really, but it is, it is interesting. Yeah. Like the bits they have in there are interesting enough that it's like, it's complimentary to what's going on. It's not like respect, a, it's not one of the ones where I'm like all about the lore or anything. Sure. And when we hit the ground, I dare any of them to bring the fight up close and personal. I, oh, you seem to be having some technical difficulties. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Don't worry. <Whoa>. Yeah. <laughs> so that guy that just murdered him yeah. is a guy named Revenant who's been rumored forever oh. to be an Apex let, Legends. No, let's play out. Oh, Kevin's just giving me a rewind. Thank you. No, no, yeah. no, I, no, no. You're doing the right thing because I want to watch him die again. So, yeah. This yeah. guy in the back has been rumored to be an Apex Legend, like one of the new legends. Now, if you're at home, imagine like a cyborg with the IGN logo because that's what this guy looks like. Yeah, on his forehead. Yeah. All right, play it again, yeah. Kevin. Let's let it go from here. And then straight up murders murders sure. the guy who's, yeah, yeah, who was yeah. just revealed to be the new legend. And now people are theorizing that Forge isn't the new legend. It's actually going to be Revenant, which I think is the coolest thing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But it'd be weird, right? And you already made well, Forge. Put Forge in the game too, right? Maybe he comes season five. I have no idea. Nanobiologist says, not, you know, I don't understand anything. So mm -hmm. he says, Forge's death box is in the game now. And you get a chain gun. Chain. You, get, and you can get a gun charm by looting it. Does that make sense to you? Does that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What does that mean? His hitbox is in the game. Wait, actually, his no, death box. His death box is yeah. in the game. Oh, okay. So yeah, when you kill when you kill characters, they leave behind. Like kill the players, they leave behind death gotcha. boxes. So you're saying he's dead in and so he might be so he might be like, dead in the actual game. Gotcha. And so people are finding his death box, and then charms are attachments you can attach to your weapon. Essentially, it's like a visual thing. Okay. 
that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I hope. I mean, that's crazy that they put that much time into like you know designing this character just to kill him. But I like it. Yeah. If that's is, is that it, had the revenant guy leaked? Is that the deal? Yeah. Was he the one in the background of the photo we once read about or whatever? But I, there was some concept art some guy put up like we we're gonna make this arena, but it didn't happen. Oh. But I'm so proud of it. And then in the background there was a character. Possibly. I can't remember who who that exactly was, but it might have been Revenant. Gotcha. But yeah, Revenant's been popping up a little bit. Okay. But yeah, if this is if if, if this is legit and they do the switcheroo, then that's be that's that's really cool. And I dig it. I respect it. Ballsy. Marcus Hutchins writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, Hey guys, I read Doom Eternal won't support ray tracing at launch, but I'm not too surprised since it's launching on current gen in March. Tim and Blessing showed and talked about the difference uh, ray tracing makes on Friday. Do you guys think ray tracing will be one of the defining features of next gen? Will we get to the point where a game not featuring ray tracing late into the generation will be viewed as inferior? Lastly, do you think Nintendo will have ray tracing in their games this decade? If you can add ray tracing to Minecraft, surely every 3D game could benefit, right? I'd love to hear number one games journalist Andy Cortez Wayne if he's available. I doubt Andy's here yet because Andy just doesn't come to work. But I saw this on uh, Friday. I was watching Games Daily back there. Mm-hmm. You and Tim yakking it up about this. Yeah, yeah, throwing up the Minecraft with the ray tracing and it looking insane. Yes. Yeah. I the the question the question to is if by the end end of the generation games without Standard, ray tracing yeah. will be looked at as inferior. I think so. You like, th- yeah yeah like I, especially if this is one of the key features that they're they're pimping out for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Then yeah, I think at a certain point, like maybe not early on in the generation, but later on in the generation becomes more and more ubiquitous. I think it'll be more so like how I want to say 60 FPS mm. has been, but like I think we're, we're still at the point where games aren't regularly coming out at 60 FPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's been a it's been the slowest burn for that. In the same way that I think for ray tracing, it could be a similar slow burn. It might be it might catch on quicker, but I. I'm not the person to judge, you know. Yeah, you and I aren't the, aren't the, those guys, right? We just want to play fun games. I yeah. I don't, rarely do I sit there and go like, oh man, like this is the, today with the Patapon two announcement trailer and like in 4K and I was like, oh hey, I'll finally be able to see that. Yeah. Because I played Patapon one remastered on my normal TV and my normal PlayStation, so I didn't see anything yeah. like that. I think but it still looked beautiful, so what do I care? Yeah, it's a key. It's a key enough feature. Ray tracing is a key enough feature for these four for these next consoles that yeah. I think we see it a lot. I don't know if we'll see it in most of our games starting off, but we'll. It'll, it'll be a thing that we see more and more and more to the point where I, th- I think people will start to get upset. And I think it'll be what we're talking about, too, is um, not a, it'll be game genre by game genre. For sure. Right? Yes. Like, Ray Tracing doesn't need to be in everything, but as we look at, like, you know, what the Ninja Theory st- games were showing, right? Where we yeah. and Gary couldn't tell if that was a real photo or not. Like, those kind of games and that, that kind of art style are going to speak to that. Yeah, right? like Valiant Hearts 2 doesn't need Ray Tracing. Right. Whatever Naughty Dog does, though, like you're going to want to yeah. see that, right? And you don't want to see that world. And I think that'll be, especially when you know we read the stats last week about you know what the gamesindustry.biz questions in that survey of gamers in the UK found about what's important to them, right? And they put graphics in there. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a belief, and I'm part of the people who say it, right? Of like, well, like, you know, we didn't see that. Oh, PS3 to PlayStation 4 leap. Yes, it looks better, but it doesn't look like monumentally. Oh my god, it's not you know N six or SNES to N sixty four. Yeah, this can be that where it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, the games look great how they are now, but the ability to add sunlight filtering through a tree and have it do this and it all reflects and does all the stuff that ray tracing does, and I'm too stupid to understand. That could be the next level of it. Yeah, uh, as far as will Nintendo have ray tracing in their games into the next ten years? I'll say within the within the Switch generation, no. Yeah, no way. After the Switch. I still say no. You still say no? Yeah, I just don't. I think that like it, the amount of time, energy, and work that is to do, I don't think speaks to what Nintendo's going for. I mm-hmm. think they want to keep going more. And I granted, I understand that ray tracing will make everything look better, but I still think that like that's not what they're going to be pushing for with whatever. Not the you know sequel to this, Zelda is, but like the next next Zelda. Yeah, that's what they're pushing for. Yeah, and especially I think, with the power, they're always going to be underpowered, right? Because mm-hmm. what do they care? This is what they make. They're using this device. To yeah, cool. I think it also comes down to like, what is their next console going to be? And I imagine it might still be a Switch like thing where it is like you can take it on the go or play it at home. It has that, to be, right? that type of thing. And I think with that, right, getting ray tracing into a portable handheld, I think is the biggest of asks, and I don't think Nintendo is too worried about that like that direction right nintendo's never been the company that's like oh yeah we're going for the biggest and best graphics you know we're going for the ultimate detail they're more so concerned about like hey we want our games to play good and 
look good fun. enough, right? Yeah, that'd be it. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they care about him looking good enough sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think they just want him to be fun. Yeah. And everybody's like, this is fun, so I don't care. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they care about visuals in the sense that they care about art style, right? And that style kind of... Like, if you look back at... Uh, I'll even say, like, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, right? I feel like you can you look back at those games, and those games look better than than their contemporaries because Nintendo has a specific direction they go with as far as making sure their games age well because they're yeah. going more for style over detail. Yeah, 100%. And so, like, I, th- I, I think Nintendo has been good and will be good doing that, focusing more on, like, hey, how do we stylize this in a way that it looks it looks amazing without having to you know be the most graphically intense thing and i think yeah you talk about technology on top of that where i think that i i would be shocked if nintendo's next console isn't another handheld hybrid yeah like they found so much success with the switch and that's what people have been so vocal about wanting it you know figuring out i don't i, I don't know if there's gonna be a way of which we've always talked about of like what let's just call it switch two for this argument mm-hmm. switch two's dock having more processing powers so than when you do plug it in you are able to get 1080 out of it all the time yeah. and 4K or like whatever. All the, all the, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. All these different bells and whistles that actually make it like that for the game. But even then, I don't think that's what they're going for. That they they want it to be the one experience everybody's having across the board. Yeah. I don't think they want to start fragmenting it the way PlayStation has and PlayStation Plus, which is why even with the Switch Pro rumor that is always coming around, I'm not going to believe that till I see it. I feel like that's something everybody's mm-hmm. talked about for so long because everybody w- thinks they want that. But in reality, I don't know if that's what Nintendo actually cares about. Yeah, I'm the same. I think there, I don't think Switch Pro will be like a Xbox One to Xbox One X or yeah, PS4 yeah. to PS4 Pro kind of thing. I could see it being like because they did the the new Nintendo 3DS, which is a similar like mid generation upgrade sort of deal. And so I imagine they'll do something like that. But I don't think it'll be a thing where it's like Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 is going to look dynamically different from how it looks on the base Switch. I think it'll be more of just a like hardware upgrade and like you know maybe it connects to wi-fi better or like yeah, yeah. does certain like random things better but i don't think it'll be like a you know we, we can now play this in 4k kind of thing i don't think it'll be that uh before we get out of here boards in zero zero and you're wrong says greg and blessing ray tracing requires so much more resources to do it it might not hit 4k or 60 frames per second at all Interesting. it might be it might have to be played at a lower resolution or frame rate so similar to mm-hmm. i think when you start a playstation 4 pro game right and it's like do you want performance or do you want visuals? Like a lot of those that make you choose. Yeah. And then Charles J says, rather than compare ray tracing to 60 frames per second, I think it's more like 720 slash 900p upscaled to 1080p. I remember a game like Rise coming out and being upscaled to 1080p. And whenever a game comes out being upscaled, people make sure to point it out. So that'd be an interesting take on what it would look like mm. if that's how we go. I feel like it's it might be more dynamic than that. Yeah. Like I feel like for like 720p to 1080p I, I, is a noticeable difference. I've never been one to really notice upscaling. Maybe it's just because I've not sat down and really compared and figured out, like, okay, what is the difference between something that is upscaled to 1080 than something that's, like, true 1080? But I can spot, I can easily spot, like, 30 FPS from 60 FPS. Um, and I feel like ray tracing, as far as, as far as like, upscaling goes versus ray tracing, I feel like ray tracing is going to take a lot more effort to actually implement into your game. Like, it's something that you do from... I, I want to say like more of a development level. Like you have to you have to go in and actually make sure like the lighting is right and all that stuff yeah, to actually yeah, do, yeah. as opposed to being like, like, and I'm not a developer, so I don't know what it takes to upscale things. But I imagine you hit the button. yeah, you hit the upscale you hit the, you hit the you hit the upscale button. It, t- it tightens the textures. Yeah, totally. But um, I imagine that ray tracing probably takes more to do than upscaling. But I once again I don't know these things for sure. This is just me. If you're a real developer, unlike Corey Barlog, write in and let us know. Exactly. It's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, why you need help in a video game. I read here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Marcus needs help on the PlayStation 3. PSN is Knight, N-I-G-H-T, dash, Mare, W. M-A-R-E-W, all one word. Uh, it just so happens that this past holiday season, I decided to boot up my old PS3 to try and get the Platinum Trophy. For Peace Walker. That's Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Which has been one of my favorite games since the PSP. This was before Greg and Blessing randomly got the idea also to play it. Which is an awesome coincidence. Uh, I've been... I'm sorry. I've pretty much done all the heavy lifting already. S rank, all the missions, and all that. But of course, there has to be one dumbass multiplayer trophy that requires a ridiculous amount of time spent playing online. I'm sure a lot of other people out there are eager to dust off their PS3s uh, and help out a best friend with Peace Walker Platinum. So hit me up if you'd like to do some versus scumming. Uh, We might run into some scheduling issues, but I'm sure we can work something out. Cheers from Finland, where 
We live in yurts built on op- on permanently frozen lakes. That's no way to live. But if you want to play Peace Walker and help Nightmare W get his platinum trophy, go for it. This is something I was going to do eventually on uh, PS I Love You. Because eventually I'm going to get there with these trophies. Yeah. If I keep hacking at it, then I'm going to have to do this. Are you, how close are you? I didn't. I haven't played much recently because oh, I was playing okay. a bunch of other. I started. Uh, we'll talk about it on the show today. Mm-hmm. I was playing other stuff, so okay. I took like oh, time off here. And then also I was getting ready for Patapon. Here we are. Oh yeah. Here we go. Remember everybody, we're streaming Patapon. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games today, 1:30 p.m. Pacific. You can come watch it there. Then we will roll into PS I Love You XOXO on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. If you miss any of that or you don't want to pay us any money, no big deal. It'll all be on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games podcast services around the globe later, as everything is usually around here. For Kind of Funny Games Daily, let's run you through what the week looks like. Tomorrow, blessing in Imran Khan. Wednesday, blessing in Tim. Thursday, Tim and Ray. That's right. Twitch.tv slash brown man in the house. Going to be doing games daily. And then Friday, me and Blessing reunited once again. Um, we have a post show to do. Remember, you can catch that on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, where you can get questions, comments, concerns, everything for Kind of Funny Games daily. And plus, get the show ad free, get the questions, uh, get the post show, do the thing. You know what it's about. If you have no bucks to toss away, you can watch it live on Twitch. You can watch it later. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, Rooster.com, podcast servers around the globe. Everybody, we've, we've done it. Pat Upon 2 is real. We're streaming it this afternoon, but more importantly, it comes out on Thursday. You all need to buy it. So they look at the numbers and they're like, man, we got to make one. We got to make one for PS5. Well, they spoke. You know what I mean? They spoke loudly. Let's make sure it's not another 700 and whatever days so we get a pat upon. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.